the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Good morning. I believe the gospel lesson said that the sheep were on his right and that the goats were on his left. Right. Oh, and so it's the other it's the other way it's the other way around. Okay. This morning we uh, find ourselves on the precipice of the fast. Usually when we hear the word fast or think of the word fast, we think of food and uh, perhaps the lack thereof. But I really don't think that um, the hymnody of the church or the prayers of the church or even these Sundays before Uh, the Lenten fast begins are teaching us that the fast is only about food but that there is a much broader uh, sense and definition of what is the fast the the prophet Isaiah and and many of you are familiar with this uh, passage which was taken um, I think to some extent as a theme for building uh, the New Covenant Apostolic Order and then the Evangelical Orthodox Church. Taken from uh, Isaiah chapter 58, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you may break every yoke, it is, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring your, uh, to your house the poor who are cast out when you see them naked that you cover them and that you not hide yourself from your own flesh. There's eight things right now, right there. And we haven't talked about abstaining from any particular category of food. We have talked about food, giving it away to somebody else. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer, and you shall cry and say, Here am I. And it goes on, and then finally, that those among you shall build the old wasted places, and shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairers of the breach, and the restorers of the streets to dwell in. I can never read this passage without thinking about the many times that Father John Braun preached on on this particular passage. And so, the fast. Is today's gospel lesson about the fast? Is today's gospel lesson about loosing bonds, undoing heavy burdens, letting the oppressed go, breaking the yoke, sharing our bread with the hungry, bringing them into our house and clothing the naked. Today's gospel lesson is about the fast 
that I choose. The fast that I choose. The fast is, I believe, about, about the strengthening of three different areas. The strengthening of the heart and the strengthening of the mind and the strengthening of the will. The heart, the mind, the will. Jesus said, You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, I wish you, uh, you know, for the sake of illustration, I wish you would have said with all your, your will. But uh, in the Gospel of Mark, it's, uh, he's quoted as saying, Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And in St. Luke, it says, Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. I like the Luke one. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure he was all saying the same, you know, they were writing down what they, what they heard him say, but I think the soul and the strength are kind of connected, and that's, that, that strength means um, uh, our will, our determination, our drive. It doesn't mean necessarily, you know, muscle strength. If this, is, if this is a spiritual saying, what does it mean to love the Lord with your strength? To, to, to love the Lord with your, with your will, with your drive, with your purpose. When the devil tempted Jesus during his 40-day fast, he'd been tempting men for a long time had he not thousands of years you think the devil knew pretty much the weaknesses of men by now and testing Jesus you know he looks I I think he's God but I, but he can't be God he's a man and I gotta test this to find out, to figure it out. If you are the Son of God, he didn't say you're the Son of God, I know who you are. He was trying to, I really believe he was trying to figure it out. But he knew the three spots to, to go, to go. The will, the will, the weakness of men's will, their love of ease. You know, turn the breads. You've been fasting for 40 days. I'm sure you're hungry. Turn the stones into bread. Love of ease. Weakness of will. Jesus blew that off. So he's going to go for another one. He knows that men love themselves. He knows that men love their own pride. Love their own eminence. Cast yourself down and the angels will fall over you and everybody, will, will, the angels will catch you and everybody will go, wow, who is this guy? And you'll say, I'm God, of course. But God doesn't act that way. God is humble. And so Jesus didn't want to do that. 
don't tempt the Lord your God. And so the devil, knowing one, one other, this is, this is the mind. This is, this is the temptation of the mind, the temptation of, of eminence, love of per, personal eminence, how great I am. We can sing how great thou art, but he doesn't sing how great I am, does he? Because God is humble. So, finally, the heart. Where is your heart? Where is your heart? Bow down and worship me, Jesus, and I'll give you everything. You can have it all. You can have it all. Love of money, love of, of, of all of personal possessions. I can have everything. Jesus, love the Lord your God, you know, and, and, and none other. So, Jesus, so the devil knew these three areas of weakness. The weakness of the mind, the weakness of the heart, the weakness of the will. And Jesus showed him that he was not weak in any of these areas. That he is the Lord, Lord God. And the devil didn't succeed in, in any of his temptations. And so when Jesus came out of the wilderness and he, and he gave his first and great sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, what did he give us to do? He gave us some spiritual exercises to help us in these three areas of human weakness almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. Almsgiving, to put, to, to put our hearts in the right place. Prayer, to cultivate humility and, and to keep us from, boast, from boasting of ourselves and being full of pride. And fasting, to, to, to strengthen our will. And in this case, yes, food fasting to strengthen our will, to be able to say no. When, when, when a bodybuilder, uh, when somebody wants to build up their body, they go to the gym and they get a trainer. They say, build, you know, help me build up my body. And the trainer says, okay, do these particular exercises for your abdominal muscles. Do these particular exercises for, for your, you know, your biceps and, and, and getting all this upper body stuff going. And then do these exercises for your legs. And, and I say, well, I agree with uh, doing the ones on the legs and the ones on the arms, but I really don't want to do the ones on the abs. Oh, really? <laughs> you, you don't want uh, to follow the program. <laughs> I thought you wanted to build up your body. thought you wanted to be fit. thought you wanted to be balanced. No, I want to do two out of three. No, take that back. I just want to do one out of three. <laughs> we know that a person with that kind of an attitude going into the, the gym with the trainer is not going to be successful. Is Jesus our trainer? Is it time for, for, for the... Uh, building up of the body of Christ? Do we have three things 
that we need to work on all three at the same time in order to try to, to gain some success. Almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, and this is the fast. This is the fast. We heard in the story of the publican and the Pharisee on prayer. We heard in the story of the prodigal son um, on the return, the resolve to go to the spiritual gym, as it were, <laughs> to return. To return to what? To return to the fundamental disciplines that Christ laid out for us to cure and heal and cleanse and strengthen our weaknesses that the devil knows all too well. Today, the story on almsgiving and the importance of almsgiving, and next Sunday we'll hear it on, fa on fasting and, and the food fast, fasting. But all of this, all of it is the fast. The fast. So when we hear this in the sermons, when we hear it in the hymns, when we hear it in the scriptures, let's not just be thinking about, I can't go to McDonald's. Let's think about, when we hear the word, the fast, let's think of the package. The package. Almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. <clears throat> Let me close uh, with a few excerpts from St. Nikolai on today's sermon. He says, A whole explanation has two meanings. One is an outward meaning, the other is an inward meaning. And you know by now, I've read enough of St. Nikolai that the inward meaning always stings, doesn't it? <laughs> he who gives food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, sheltering the stranger, has done this to the Lord. He who visits the sick and those in prison has done this to the Lord. And it is said in the Old Testament, he that hath pity on the poor lendeth to the Lord, and he that hath given, he will pay him again. And so the Lord <clears throat> tests our hearts through those who seek our help. The Lord tests our hearts through those who seek our help. He seeks that we give alms in order in this way to soften and ennoble our hearts. And may I add, to give alms to people who don't deserve it. People who don't deserve it. What do you deserve? What do I deserve? Nothing. And the people who come to us seeking alms, we may, the first thought that may come in our heads is, go get a job. You don't deserve it. These are the people that Jesus is asking us to soften our hearts towards. But he says that this lesson has an inner meaning. It has to do with Christ inside of us. If our mind hungers for God and we feed it, we've fed Christ within us. 
If our heart is bare of every good and noble thing that is of God, and we clothe it, we have clothed Christ within us. And if our soul is sick and imprisoned by our evil being and our evil actions, and we're mindful of it, and we visit it, then we visited Christ within us. In brief, if this other being within us that once took pride of place, that represents the righteous man, is subjugated and humiliated by the evil and sinful man within us, and we give this righteous man protection, we are protecting Christ within us. The righteous man, get this, this is a most awesome statement. The righteous man within us is a very, very small, and the sinner within us is a veritable Goliath. But this righteous man within us is Christ's little brother. And the sinner within us is like the Goliath-like enemy of Christ. And if we protect the righteous man within us, and if we free him and strengthen him and bring him to the light, if we raise him up above the sinner so that it is completely dominant over the sinner, then we can say with the Apostle Paul, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives within me. Yea, if ye have done it unto the least of these my brethren, yea, if you have done it to my little brother that is inside of you, you have done it unto me. May we find the righteous man within us May we treat him like the little brother of Christ. And may we enter into the season of the fast, of almsgiving and prayer and fasting in order to protect and restore the inner man within us so that we may say on that great and holy day, it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Amen.